podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV win Riyadh ahead of Day of Reckoning tomorrow night here in Saudi Arabia. I'm joined by promoter Frank Warren. Frank, how are you, mate? Who are you? Oh, you're good. Yeah, I remember you. I remember you from a couple of years ago. How are you doing? Years ago, I know. I've been I've been travelling, Frank. I've been travelling. Right. How are you, Frank? First of all, I'm all okay. I can't complain. What about you? All good. Can't complain. Um, bit surreal. All this happening. Um, I didn't mean me and you. I just meant. <laughs> Actually, I think this is more surreal than anything else. But anyway, um, what is what is happening? Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's. Uh, I think it's. It's. A, it's exciting. It's amazing, and um, and I think it's brilliant for boxing, for the fighters, for the fans, for everybody. Certainly, for uh, us promoters. Is this a case of a little bit more than? It's just about money because you can have the money, but it needs a little bit more than that to put all this together and get you guys all together and the way this has worked. So it's not all. It is a, the big part of it is about money, but. There is more to it, isn't there? Well, there is more to it. I mean, obviously, we've all... We, look, first of all, as running our respective businesses, all promoters, we've got a duty to the fighter to try and achieve and, and make him the most money can, from a, which, in, as far as sport's concerned, is a very short career. And when opportunities come up as they've come up here, and it's not like there's been, there hasn't been boxing here in the past in Saudi, but this is a more unique situation because... His Excellency Turkey Al-Sheikh, he's a massive boxing fan. He's in control of the Riyadh season and he wanted boxing included in that season and he made his, the funds, the wherewithal, the guy. And I've got to say guidance, and I'm not brown-nosing when I say this. It, it, it took somebody like him to who, who, who says, look, why, why isn't... A fighting B. Why isn't that fight happening? And you tell them why it's not happening. Well, let's put it on. And by the way, why don't we make this one and this one? And then we go down the list and suddenly we're making these fights, putting it together, getting this event on, you know, and the respected teams that, you know, with with uh, His Excellency, with Dr. Rakan, with Seller, his company, with Queensbury and all my staff and, and George, our CEO, with um, Spencer at Gold Star working very close with us. All of us have really worked hard to get this situation where it is. And that's led to other fighters and their promoters being involved. For example, Matchroom, Eddie Hearn. So he's you know, uh, got, got uh, three fighters on the card at the moment, on this card on Saturday. And that's brilliant for his fighters. It's brilliant for us. It's brilliant for him. And we're doing those fights in conjunction with each other in association with Matchroom, as we're doing with other fights fighters on the card with their respective promoters. After the Fury and Garnu fight, when it became apparent that Tyson wasn't going to be kind of, not say ready, but that fight wasn't going to materialise for the proposed day for the Usyk fight, yeah. But it was a very short window that to kind of put this card together. I mean, it's incredible to think that when we sit here, the politics of this fight happening, not happening, etc., and the timescale fights do take, that all these fights can come together in a very short space of time. So what, what what's the main ingredient to that, apart from a direct approach and, yeah, so like, this is what we're doing, are you a part of it? It's all what I just said. It's, it was like, you know, look, this is what we can do. This is These are the funds that are available. Let's make the fights. And, and between us, we did that. 
between you know everybody got involved and and led you know George and Spencer led a lot of the negotiations. We have our alloys. We had three four, three lawyers working full time on it to get the contracts done. I mean, it was quite a bit of a feat. Everyone and, and getting the event together, and it's been. It was tough, but it was and it was frustrating at times. But I tell you what, it was enjoyingly tough and frustrating. And somebody, and I said this the other day. Somebody said about, um, oh, we got a problem, and it was no, we haven't got a problem. We got a challenge, and that's what it was. It was a challenge, and we met the challenge, and we got it. We got it done between all of us. And coming off of the last event, which was a massive event, which I said would be a game changer, and so that's been proven. It is a game changer. That's where we are today. And Saturday's show will be a game changer. It's going to be a game changer for the winners and the losers of that, that sh on that on the card on Saturday. And what it leads to next year, the fights that can be made with the guys who win and maybe some of the ones who lose plus the events that we've already got locked in for next year. So this this here, the Riyadh season, is just phenomenal for boxing. This this is this will become the Riyadh season will become the world centre of big fights. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And it will get bigger and better. Well uh, go back to the press conference yesterday, a couple of things to, to dissect from that. Um, did you did you pick your your uh entrance song Frank yourself were they picked for the promoters etc or were they uh, did you pick them yourself I just wondered yeah, somebody must have picked it it's quite like fitting all the, the music seems to have applied very well the first public no I, I didn't pick it I didn't pick it no um, the first public handshake between yourself and uh, promoter Eddie Hearn which was a, a talking point I'm sure we shook hands at the last one Oh, this was billed as the first public handshake. No, well, I didn't bill it. Probably on social media again, isn't it? When did I ever get it right? Um, no, I think we'd done that in London, didn't we, when we announced the fight? Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know. This is what was, it was being said yesterday. I don't know. Maybe you've had a few handshakes. I don't know. I'm not counting anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the press conference is there. We'll start with talking with... Um, Daniel Dubois, great one-liner to Jarrell Miller, which is, uh, yeah, quite good to see. Not Daniel coming out of his shell, but being more vocal. And I think Jarrell Miller has brought that out of him in this in this week. I agree. He actually shut him up for a minute, didn't he? His jaw dropped a bit when he came out. It's quite a good one-liner. And, uh, yes, that's what I want to hear from him. I want to see him. I want to see him, you know, come out of himself. He's cap He's very capable. And he's, uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a very much an introvert. And... Uh, I'm not saying he's got to be an extrovert, because, you know, as long as he does what he's got to do in the ring, but I think he needs to get a little bit of nastiness about him. Um, he's a, look, you've seen him in fights. He gets someone in trouble. He's a very good finisher. And uh, I don't want to go into all the nonsense of the last fight, you know, my, my views on that. But um, he's, got, he's, out, he's out on Saturday. He's going out to prove a point. He's got to prove a point. He's got to shut up all, some of those doubters and some of those things that are said by fighters, certainly ex-fighters, who should know better. And no different. It's all very well jumping on that on that bandwagon. Well, most of the time, it's not even about having to go at him. It's because they, whatever they, they might have the needle with me or whatever it is. But you know, we, we we are where we are. We're doing what we're doing. We've got this big show on, and we're going to continue to do these big shows. And and the fighters, certainly the fighters that are with me, will be will be involved in those fights, as will other promoters and other fighters. We've got some really good things planned. We had an extremely. Ex Extremely good meeting last night between a, 
a few of us at um, His Excellency's house, and um, it'll lead to some interesting fights, there's no doubt about it. Um, I want to come on to Anthony Joshua. A lot has been spoken about this week about his uh, body language, uh, the way he's kind of uh, approached certain interviews at the start of the week. Um, what, is this being blown out of proportion? Are people trying to analyse and dissect Joshua's demeanour uh, a little bit too much? It's the first time I've ever been near him during a, a fight. I'm, and that's only being on the stage. I've never had it. I mean, you spend more time with him than I do, so you, you could probably answer that question better than me. For me, it's not about his demeanour this week. I mean, look, first of all, all boxers are different. If it was Tyson and Tyson wasn't being his usual you know, happy, jokingly self as he is during a week of a fight, then I would be, I could make a comment on it because that's how he is. It seems he's a bit surly and he's a bit sullen. That Maybe that's what he's got to do, get himself in that frame of mind for the fight and that's how he's got to be. All fighters are different. They're like people, you know, they, they, res they respond to different situations in different ways and have to control themselves in different ways to, you know, to, to, keep, to keep control. Of, of how they feel and keeping themselves together for a big, big fight. And for him, it's probably, I've got to tell you something, this is probably the biggest fight of his life. He's been there, he's done it. Now, there's a lot of people looking at him saying, has he still got it? Can he do it? He's in with a guy who's ambitious, who fancies the job. What's he got left in the tank? You know, perhaps he's got gallons and gallons left in the tank. I don't know, but we'll find out on Saturday. But one thing's for sure, it looks like he's going to be in a fight. Um, we noticed yesterday as well that uh, the questions to him wasn't from, from Dev Sarni. The questions were kind of deflected onto Eddie Hearn to ask um, Joshua the questions. Was that done obviously on purpose because of just little moments that Dev and Anthony have had? He don't want to speak to Dev. I mean, that's, that's, that's it. That's up to him. He don't want to speak to him. He don't want to speak to him. You know, at the end of the world, Dev's there representing the promoters. It's not just Queensbury, you know, he works for Queensbury. He's representing Seller, he's representing us, and he's represent and he was asked especially for him to do that. And that's and he's and he's actually grown into the job and doing extremely well. We're very proud of him. But no, um, that's up to him. You know, this makes him feel better. And uh, and asking the question from the floor and and Derek, uh, I mean. <laughs> you think it's? You, I mean, I think you could be very cynical to not think it was uh, <laughs> contrived, would you? Yeah, what did you make of that, Joshua? Obviously, which is it's the, the whole uh, um, the floor asking questions that kind of died out a few years ago. It was obviously it used to yeah, be press conferences. Like, well, the reason it died out is because of social media, because the press obviously they do their they ask their questions. And I mean this with the greatest respect, other than a few people in social media, some of the questions you get asked are quite banal and stupid. The press, most of the press who were, box, who were designated boxing writers used to ask the question, knowing that it would be published in the following day's newspaper. It's asked by one of them to, like, at a press conference today, you'll be reporting it straight away, so you're killing the story. So that's why that's died out. I don't like that, actually. I, I prefer the spontaneous spontaneous here of it, of it all when you're asked a question and it might lead to something else coming out and you get you know get, the best, uh, best press conferences you've 
hosted before come from kind of just a little a light a torch paper being lit said and they touch the old blue touch paper and up it goes but no it's just changed a bit and it is what it is and then you'll go off in your huddles and do your various stories and ask the questions but it's it's changed that side of it has changed there's no doubt about it but you know i I don't want to hear um somebody who's not a journalist asking questions yeah it's, it's a nonsense uh, Frank, I know it's not really probably a, a better question for Eddie, but there was reports about the, the Wilder and the fight uh, with Joshua being signed for the March of the Ninth. I think it was Dan Raphael that reported that. It's, I know, obviously, like I said, it's a, probably a better question for Eddie, but you'll be involved in this process, I'm assuming. But um, where did that story come from? Because Eddie Hearn said yesterday that that's not the case, it hasn't been signed, but could you shed any light on that? Maybe it's the pizza delivery boy told him, I don't know. Certainly didn't come from me. I have no dialogue with him. Okay. All right. Interesting. Like I said, it's probably more a question um, for Hearn. But um, yeah, moving forward, obviously we've got uh, February the seventeenth, which is after this weekend, going to rapidly approach. So everything going well at the moment with Tyson in camp, as far as you know. He's training very hard. He's been he's into sparring now. Uh, Moses is up there with a couple of other sparring partners, and uh, he's enjoying it. And Tyson's moves down here before uh, sorry before the new year that's how focused he is he's looking good at the moment he's in a, apparently i'm told that the camp they're in a real good he's in a good mood so that's that's good and um once he's down here he you know he'll get into the real serious serious side of the training not long it won't be long it'll be, it'll be honest very quickly it's a shame he can't be here this weekend that'd be interesting well, Look, he can't. He's he's training hard, and he can't be distracted. Absolutely. Um, but the rest of the card in itself, Frank, top to bottom, it's literally like yeah, very intriguing fights all the way through, even from the earlier fights with some of the heavyweights. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there's the uh, Kabayal uh, Magmadov Magmadov fight. That's a that's a fifty fifty fight. I'm looking forward to that. Both of them are undefeated, so that should be quite interesting. I think that's got. A, a look of a, a, a good fight. Hergovic, I think he's uh, he can't afford to slip up. He's in a number one spot. I think he'll come through anyway. Um, but there will be upsets on there. There's no doubt about that. You're not going to have eight fights and no upset. Well, you, you'd like well, you'd say like to think so, but there will be something that doesn't go to script. Well, I hope, you know, we'll see. I mean, the fight everybody wants to see has got to got to be set up. But they, both of the guys at the top of the bill have got to win that. Um, you know, going down the cards, a couple of Brits in very tough fights. You know, Lyndon Arthur's got a tough fight, and so's Ellis Zorro. But you know, we've seen upsets. We've seen a few things change over the last few months, and uh, who knows? A lot of people are picking what I've seen. Say a lot of people, but quite a few people were saying that Parker is, um, you know, uh, in with a, a huge chance to say upset Wilder, but to beat Wilder. First of all, he's an ex-world champion himself. I mean, it's not like he's some slouch or something. He's quite a competitor, and he's coming off a good win. He had a very good win last time out in October here and on, the, on Tyson's undercard in the opening of Riyadh season. He's, uh, he knows himself. It's appropriately named this show, you know, Day, Day of Reckoning. And, and for these fighters, the lose, there's going to be losers, there'll be winners, but it, as I said at the start of it, there'll be... They'll be setting themselves up for some big fights for next year. Everybody, everybody has been spurred on. All the fighters are spurred on by what they think they can get 
in the future. It's not just a fight, it's a big future. They want to be part of this. Everybody wants to be part of it. We're all, we all want to be part of it. You know, I wanted to be part of it when it came about. You know, Matchroom, all the other prizes, everybody wants to be part of this. And can you imagine how much the fighters want to be there? They want to be on these cards. They're earning great money, fantastic money, fabulous purses. So that's where they're at. So they've got plenty, of, they're all incentivized to, 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 to do what they've got to do. And that's why I feel, like I say, you're going to get some upsets. And, and Parker, he's, you know, he, he fancies a job. Frank, can you see a, a situation in, in 2024 that aside from kind of per-speed scenarios that you you guys, Queensbury and Matcham, can make fights back at home as well, um, not just the, the cards here in Saudi? Is that more of a possibility now? Well, I'm sure there will be a, a fights that can be made. I'm, 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 you know, I'm quite sure we, we've said enough. But you've got to realise also we're in business and we're competitors. We're no different than a football team or a Formula One racing teams or, you know, uh, golfers, whatever. We're in we're in competition. What we have, we we have outlets for our products, and they are our respective TV companies that we work with. And because of that, we've got to deliver. And those TV companies want the best. They don't want us giving our best fighter to the other side. That's how it is. That's just, and that's logical. That's you know, it's no no more than say BBC television have got. I don't know. Um, who's the biggest star on, on BBC at the moment. They wouldn't want to be giving giving that over to ITV. You know, we have him exclusively, he's exclusive to us. And that's that that's how life is. Or a film studio not gonna let their actor, the actor that they've got signed up with them, go and fight go go and fight. Go and uh, film for an, fight of the brain. make a film for another another fight film for another studio. <laughs> no, they were not I get, no, we get we get yeah, So that's the point I make. We're competitive, so you've got to get that and uh, but I think there would be slight changes. I don't think you guys are going to get away with your clickbait anymore. What are you talking about clickbait? You know, you're the biggest culprit of all. You're not going to get away with that clickbait. I hope you mean like IFL as a whole and not just myself, Frank. But um, Frank, if you said it, it's it's out there. I mean, there's many different interpretations of what clickbait actually is. But yeah, It's like if we say something and, it, and you've got a headline out there, Warren says... Warren loses the plot. Well, Warren loses the plot. Warren calls Hearn a tosser. Hearn calls... Warren and Wanker, whatever it may be, that's that's what you do, and I get it and I understand. It's a great title for this video, by the way. It's a great title for this that's video. That's a great title. Yeah, what what part? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it is what it is. We'll have a, it's a bit of fun, and uh, I think it, it is a bit of fun, and we respond to it, and I know we all have a bit of a laugh at it, but sometimes, and I'll be honest, you do take it seriously, and sometimes you get something said and you bite on it, but you know. That's, that's but like, there's going to be less of that now, isn't there? But well, well, who knows? But when I started out in the business, and there was the cartel, Mickey Duff, and all them, and I, and I tell you what, you want to talk about competition? There was no two TV companies. There was no. There was just. Two, there were two TV companies. Only one show, boxing. So you had to really go and fight. There weren't all these different outlets and whatever. And it was it was tough. And you couldn't even book a venue because they they owned and controlled all the venue. They they had exclusives on the Albert Hall Wembley. And they were the only really the two viable men. I couldn't even book York Hall. I couldn't even become a small hall promoter to start with. And uh, it was it was tough. But w what you never got was all this this crap that goes on in social media. I mean, that's helped and also hindered, well, it has, hasn't it? It has, but it's, hel it's helped. And you just said something earlier. It's also hindered, I think, a lot of publicity, good publicity. Like you said, you know, at the press conference, they don't want to ask questions. 
unless you get Derek Chisora along. Yeah, but like I said, I think the, the benefits has, has absolutely drawbacks with not just in boxing, but the whole social media thing. And that, that's a new thing. This is not a new thing anymore, but for yourself, Frank, which you've obviously promoted in some decades, different decades, eras. eras. But yeah, this is it's a, it's a changing game. It is a changing game. It's exciting and uh, and it evolves. Like I've always said you've got to keep evolving, and that's what we, you know, what, what Queensbury, what we've managed to do, keep evolving. Keep the, you know, we know where we want to go. We have a plan, and uh, under you know we've got a new we've got had a, C, a CEO for a few few years now, new CEO in George, and George has done a brilliant job. And he's not he's not into he wouldn't be sitting here doing this, which I wish he would do because I could sort off. <laughs> Kind of have lay around a pool or something, but you know he's not interested in any of that. He just gets on with doing his business, and you know that's good. I've got Francis gone off and done his own thing now. He's 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 built a he's built a really good group of fighters and they, and managing them. And he's doing doing really well. So we're doing okay as a you know as a family and as a business. We're doing brilliantly. You'll be retiring any day now, then, won't you? Yeah, I've got to put the old tootsies up soon and uh, see see what's. Uh, no, I, I, I've got, I don't want to retire, I enjoy it. I enjoy this, all what we're doing. I enjoy doing this. I mean, I, I've always enjoyed the fight fights. I've always enjoyed all sport. I'm a sports nut. And, you know, and, and this, is a, this has been brilliant. This is like, a, you know, we, we, we've, we've really worked hard, as we always have worked hard, but we've, over the last few years in building, building and building. And this is the result of it. Long may it continue. Um, I think every, everyone's waiting to see some sort of joint interview with you and Mr Hearn on, I suppose, be one, on one of the broadcast platforms, I'm assuming, first time. Well, we'll have to see. But I've got to get a sponsor first for it. I'll see who it is. Anodin. <laughs> All right, Frank, have you got any uh, closing words? Obviously, you've got the weigh-in later on today and then tomorrow night. Um, yeah, it's just... It's, it's a big night tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, Arsenal versus Liverpool. So you make your prediction on that one? Would you take a point now? I'd, uh, would I take a point? No, I think we can win it. I think we can win it. We need to win it. We need a good results tomorrow in the fights, and we need and we need Arsenal to come through, and I'll be a happy camper. That'd be a great Christmas present. Let's hope so. Uh, Frank Warren, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV, and uh, we will see you later at the Wayne. And, uh, yeah, take care, and, yeah, we'll see you later on. I'll see you when I'm looking at you. Sports Social Podcast Network.